a world where professors watch movies. It's a live from AC Second Movie Podcast. It's number three. It's I'm, the rubber match. I'm That's so right. excited for this. So, it's the end of the trilogy. Ooh. We're throwing the ring in Mordor. <laughs> and I'm going to say there is at least one trilogy this summer, if not more, that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So uh, just to uh, set the table here, I, wait, am, wait, yeah, oh, go ahead. I am Sam Mulberry, and I am joined by... Mitchell Crum. And Chris Moore. So Mitchell Crum is the 2017 champion of yes. the Summer Movie Over Under yep. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Moore is the 2018 champion. champion. Yes. Yep. So uh, just to sort of say what, what we've done in the past. So we started yeah. this a couple years ago. Uh, we were just sort You of, started this a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the three of us were all there. Uh, we, we were looking at summer movies, and I think we were kind of excited about the 2017 set. So, yeah. uh, so we decided that what we would do is we would play a little, little game of over-under as we were um, looking at the, the slate of movies. Uh, and right. and we're, to use the over-under, we, I guessed the Rotten Tomatoes score. Right. Uh, so you you are movie, yes. you are um, our bookie for this uh, functionally. For this. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you guys, we'll we'll talk a little bit about each movie. You guys have to decide whether you think my number is going to be over or under the actual right. Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. Now, last summer we added a, an uh, an added uh, bonus to this, which is I created a Google form that listeners could fill out. So I've actually already created the form. So if you oh, look at the nice. description, um, and I think maybe Chris can. I was going to say can tweet this out on Facebook because I am very <laughs> well, I'll old. face it out on Tweetbook. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you can also put that, that, that poll out there so people can go in and put your own, uh, put your own guesses in for each movie. So uh, mm-hmm. as we said, Mitch has a win. Chris has a win. We're going to take a look yeah. at this. Anything else we need to do before we dive yeah, into Yeah, I think movies? we just need to acknowledge the fact that we are um, – we are academics, but we're not acting our role as academics here. And furthermore, Sam has chosen two of the more unlikely people to do a <laughs> summer movie over under, right. considering that both of us have small children and don't get to see a lot of movies. Yes, yes. And, and I will say, like, in the past, just because we talked about all these movies, I saw almost none of them. Right. <laughs> Nor do I care to. So what you could also call this podcast is a lot is friends having a lot of fun with baseless, data-free speculation mm-hmm. yes. about yeah. what yes. some of these movies are and yes. are going to be. That's what we do outside of the class. Exactly. All right. So should we kick this off? Because when Please. we when we first talked about when we were going to do this year's episode, Mitch, specifically, you wanted to talk about a particular movie. So we had to do it yes. today, right? And what that's, is that that's movie? correct. The movie is Detective Pikachu. Right. I so, cannot believe this is what you want to talk about. <laughs> so that opens this weekend. So I have, I have a, a short, like, uh, two to three line description for each Which movie. Which is more than the writers of the plot have. Right. So this says... I don't know. Okay, here is our description. In a world where people collect <laughs> Pokemon to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent talking Pikachu who seeks to be a detective. So I think Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu. Is that yes, correct? That's correct. Wait, uh, Deadpool is Pikachu? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, that is right. And okay. the Green Lantern is Pikachu. <laughs> we don't acknowledge that. I acknowledge it because I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, so I, I've actually already set my numbers. Do you have thoughts on this before? Well, actually, why don't I give you my number? Okay. Um, yeah. I think... And this is going to be a theme, I think, for for a lot of this is that I think this is going to be a summer that is so deeply impacted by the fact that Endgame sort of already came and destroyed the world mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to be looking for not Endgame. Mm. Yep. And I think this is our first foray into not Endgame. Before you say your number, I want to propose a rule change to the game this oh year. Oh, boy. Oh, now, no. now, Sam, just rule this out if you don't want to do okay. this. But I would love it. If you picked your three lead pipe locks for what you think the the the, the, the Rotten Tomatoes score is going to be, and whichever one of us gets that one right, uh, gets like three times as many points. 
What you're very much like my son who is listening to this. Where you always want to add rules to things. Yes. Yeah. I. I, 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 I we we do have a tradition of we have to name our Dunkirk for the year, which is what oh, is yeah. the thing yeah. that you are going yeah. that you are going to like stake stake everything on. Yep. Detective Pikachu is not my Dunkirk. Um, <laughs> I uh, I can't imagine. I put this at seventy five. I actually Ooh. think I think oh. this is going to be a likable wow a likable fun movie. And again, it's this is cutting against. The grain of like it's not Endgame. It, the tone of this is not Endgame. Do you know that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> the other the other thing that I that I as I looked at the movies, we're going to look at seventeen movies today. Is it seems like it's not a great movie uh, summer for movies, but it does seem like a summer full of movies that know what they are. Hmm. Okay. So so okay. I think okay. and I think that's going to be reflected. My scores seem a little high when I looked back yeah. at them, and I, I think it's because I think most of these movies know what they are. So I think. I think uh, 75 is my number. Mitch, you want to kick off on this? Wow. Uh, I'm very obviously going over on that one. I'm very, very hard over. Yeah. Um, uh, So, and and, and here's the thing. So, my my, my background on this is uh, Instagram (laughs) has decided that that I am, in fact, a movie connoisseur. And so, basically, it shows me previews You've all the time. You've been chosen by the algorithm, Yeah, Harry. the algorithm has... This, this is sort of the errors of algorithmic advertising um, because I so infrequently see movies. But... Uh, but uh, it, it, it showed me the preview for this, and I was really intrigued, actually, For uh, and I've seen a couple of the previews. And when I went back home uh, a weekend or, I don't know, within the last few weeks, uh, my uh, college senior age uh, siblings, who you know are two or 22, um, basically laughed me um, out of the room and said that I was crazy for thinking this looked like it might be fun. I kind of want to see it. Like, like I yeah. actually, I, I now I have... Uh, I have turned the Pokemon cards in my day. I have I don't know what the the like yes. euphemistic verb is for playing Pokemon, but I have done that. Right. So like I'm in the world a I little bit. I believe the euphemism is I've received the wedgie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> except for I was like in college when I was playing still, Pokemon. Still, <laughs> still. So so I, I'm excited about this. I just don't know. I think there's going to be enough critics who are going to be like, what is this? What's happening? I, I I mean so this is what my and 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 maybe this is wishful thinking. We'll see, but. Just from the previews, my feel is it, it feels like it is Pokemon, but it's Pokemon made for people who are not into That's it. true. That's true. And so I think that actually, and it feels, and, and nonetheless, because I mean, I also sort of dabbled in Pokemon. I was never like a diehard. You wouldn't like, call I, yourself I, a Pokemon master. No, or a I gym didn't. Leader I, I never, I never like actually like sat down and watched a ton of the show. I watched a little bit of it like when friends were over and wanted to watch it. And you thought you meant when the show Friends was no longer on TV. <laughs> no. transition to Pokemon. <laughs> that's right. Seems after, le- seems after, legit. I, after I saw Joy, I needed to see Ash. That's you know, right. So, so you're you're um, you're a casual Pokemon. I'm a casual Pokemon, and and, and my brother, not the uh, college age uh, brother, did a lot of Pokemon collecting. So uh, in terms of the cards and stuff like that. So okay. so like I know the world. Okay. Um, but it didn't feel like a movie that was like made for the, that kind of fan. Like it, it sure. felt like it was a movie. Feels like it's a movie that's gonna be made for someone like me certainly and so that that makes me feel like maybe the critics will look at it and say this is sort of an artful interesting way a dark gritty pikachu right sure. well bringing pokemon to, to, yeah. to a broader audience but it's also a wise cracking pikachu uh chris what do you think Are oh you... i feel real good about taking the under on this Ooh, we get a oh, wow. split right off the bat yeah, i right. like that now i don't think it's going to be like a garbage 35 <laughs> but i think it's i, I feel under 75 r- i think this is a good 60 not certified fresh then <laughs> nah all right uh, also coming out uh, this weekend, I believe, is a movie Chris Moore was excited about called Brightburn. I'm not sure mm. if I'm excited is the right it, word. Oh, you were interested in it. For okay. sure. So mm-hmm. here's the description. 
What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Mm. So this is kids Superman as a horror movie. Right. Um, and I'm actually not sure its connection to the DC universe. There is actually a DC comic called, mm. I think, called Brightburn, which is, or maybe it's maybe it's it's Red Superman. But there's a uh, where basically, what if Superman didn't have the nice, kind Smallville Kent family upbringing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's and became evil, mm-hmm. and and uh, this is sort of a version of that. And so, so I I was looking at this again, thinking about the shadow of Endgame. I put this at a sixty. I I, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be like terrible, terrible, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to hold up well against the the glow of of uh, Endgame. Can I? Mm-hmm. I don't want to overthink this, mm-hmm. but horror movies tend to be bimodally distributed. They're very 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 rarely mm-hmm. average mm-hmm. horror movies. They're either good. Higher ratings than you'd expect relative to their budgets, or much lower ratings. I think this is going to be in the higher camp, and I'm going to take the over on sixty. Right. Mm. I, I, you know what? I, I feel pretty confident on putting this one on an under. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think horror Superman does not sound like something the critics are going to go for. All right, uh, coming out uh, May sixteenth, my birthday. Uh, I will not be attending this movie, is John Wick 3 Parabellum. (laughs) Now, to give some context, John Wick 1 has an 87. John Wick 2 has an 89. Mm -hmm. These are pretty beloved movies. Yeah, they are. Not my kind of movie. higher than I would have thought. So uh, this says, Super Assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. Of course. And with a fifteen million dollar price seen the tag dues on his the International Assassins I'm, Guild, I am reading <laughs> here, Chris. <laughs> and with the fourteen million dollar price tag on his head, he is the target of hit men and women everywhere. Now, the thing that excites me is this does feature a, a performance by Jason Manzukis, <laughs> which makes me almost want to watch it. I love mm-hmm. the Zooks. Um, I'm going to put this at an 85. So I, I think yeah. it's it's not as high mm. as the peak, but I think it's going to be right in. I think this is a perfect example of a movie that knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm guessing that it it's because it knows what it is, it knows how to tick all the boxes to make yep. it what it is. Mm. Boy, that 85 is hard. That is especially given that you already preface. If if you had just given me the 85 based on the description, hadn't given me the other films mm-hmm. tomato scores, I would have I would have easily taken the under. Um uh, I I think uh, I'm begging you to take the under on this. I know you are. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go over though. I <sighs> I'm gonna go over, and not and not because I think it's gonna be like well over. I think it's just gonna land right in the same place. And I okay. think 85 is like. I think you've made it really hard because I think 85 is probably like exactly where it's gonna land, and so yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. I'm taking the over too. Uh, I actually would happily watch the uh, Wick movies given the opportunity. Um, I've heard they're great. And, okay, uh, is 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 this your kind of genre? It's it's my genre adjacent. Okay, uh, I, I kind of love Keanu Reeves. Okay, and I kind of think he's maybe one of the top three. He's on my Mount Rushmore of action stars for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, coming out on May twenty third, is a movie called Booksmart. Are we familiar with Booksmart? Mm. No. Uh, Booksmart is preview. directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, on the eve of their high school graduation, two academic superstars and best friends realize they should have worked less hard and played more. Uh, determined not to fall short of their peers, the girls try to cram four years of fun into one night. So this is a uh, sort of female-driven last days of high school movie. I've heard Olivia Wilde interviewed about this. Because listening to her talk about it and listening to some other folks talk about it, I'm going to put this at an 80. Ooh, okay. Mm. This yeah. seems like a movie that 
should have happened in like 1986. <laughs> right, but it's but it's two, it's 2019, so that's when we're making yeah. movies that should have happened in 1986. Okay. <laughs> wow, I has. Maybe you can answer this. Mm-hmm. Has Olivia Wilde directed anything before? Uh, I this might be her debut. I'm not sure. See, that actually, that makes this more stochastic as well. Um, I'm man, I'm feeling optimistic here. I'm going, I'm going to take the over on this, uh, only because as a first time director, kind of a known name, uh, this movie probably got shepherded a little bit more than a typical summer teen rom-commy kind of movie mm-hmm. might have gotten. Sure. So I think this is probably good. Good enough. All right. Mitch? I don't know. I'm going to go with the under. I, I uh, and, and again, I guess I have slight inside information because I saw the preview to the extent that that's inside information. Okay. But I just felt like it looked like it was going to be a real throwaway. Okay. All right. We'll see where that one goes. Next up is one I'm real excited to talk about, All not right. to see, and that is Disney's live-action mm. Aladdin. Mm. Yes. Uh, now, do you guys know the history of Disney live-action movies? Or should I run through this really quick with some please, Rotten Tomatoes Please scores? do. Please do. So the most recent uh, was Dumbo in 2019. Earlier this year, got a yeah. 46. Oh, okay. uh, in 2017, uh, Beauty and the Beast got a 71. In 2016, okay. The mm. Jungle Book got a 95. Whoa, wow. And then, huh. the, do you remember what the first one of these was? It was Cinderella, the, right? No, it was the oh. t- it was the 2015 uh, uh, live action remake of Pinocchio with uh, Finn Wolfhard and Hugo Weaving, which got a 58. Oh, I am unfamiliar with that movie at all. I had forgotten that entirely. <laughs> I made that up. That actually is not a movie. Oh, <laughs> I was just trying oh. to think of like what would oh. be a, what oh. would be a potential <laughs> like, wow. like remake. <laughs> I was like. It's like, man, okay, yeah, no. Cinderella was the first one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, I believe okay. so. <laughs> okay. So uh, so this stars Will Smith as the genie. We have two Disney live-action remakes this summer. I think this yeah. is the this is the garbage one. Uh, I'm putting this at a 35. Ooh. So under Am Dumbo. Up you up? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know, Sam. Who uh, it's last Mitch, you're, you're up first. You're up first. Okay. Wait, are you suggesting this is VUD, value under Dumbo? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm putting this, uh, what is that, uh, 11 points under Dumbo. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I don't know about that. I mean, I wonder. I, it's, well, okay, so two, thing, two things that make me think maybe this is, this is better than Dumbo. I mean, number one, I wonder if, uh, for, well, first, first of all, I mean, Dumbo – was not what everybody hoped for, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, um, I, I wonder if Disney's marketing actually put what they thought would be the better one later. I mean, because it was actually going to hit during summer. Well, the better um, one's coming later, though. Uh, see, I the reason I'm putting this at 35 is because Lion King's coming later. Oh, that's going to all oh, the Disney true. live action that's love true. is going to be on Lion King. This Ooh. thing's going to be a garbage fire, I think. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's crazy that they have three in one year. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, it's probably three too many. <laughs> I, I would agree with that, actually, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm opposed to this whole project of live-actioning. Oh, d- does it help if I tell you the director is Guy Ritchie? Wow. Oh, man. Okay, and what you, okay so wait a minute. We need, I need to re- go back here. So you said, what, what was your number again? 35. Oh, come on. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna take okay I'm gonna take the over on this, um, not because I think it's going to be g- good, I just don't think it's gonna be quite that low. Okay. I think I think there's gonna be just enough. And, and here's the thing. I mean, there was already the big controversy about Will Smith. Will Smith is a genie, 
And that seems to have dissipated. I mean, with the bigger previews, people seem to have decided, oh, he's probably not going to be that bad. And so I think that's going to be people's reaction. But it's do, not that bad. Do people okay. love Aladdin enough? People love Robin Williams. People he's love not Robin in Williams. this. I right. know. Right. Which is right. why I'm taking the under. <laughs> and this might, I might have to come back to this. This might be my my, Your al- lock? my alternate Dunkirk. All right. <laughs> this might be. I believe we call that our emoji movie. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> emoji movie, yes. <laughs> All yes, right. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, this is premiering on May 30th, is the movie Rocket Man. Are you familiar with Rocket Man? Yeah. This, this is, is a, a Taron Edgerton as. Taron Edgerton uh, as. Um, <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name? It's right in front of me. Elton John. Yeah. Right. So an Elton John biopic yeah. with Taron Egerton. Yeah. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody got a 61. I yep. mean, that's the closest mm. recent comp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People loved that in terms of going and spending their money on it. I think people will go to this for similar reasons, the, for the uh, Elton John so- mm-hmm. um, songbook. Mm. Uh, I'm putting this at a 78. So I'm putting this above, above Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I... Uh, I like where your head's at. I just I think you've gone too high here. I think this is like a solid like sixty eight and uh sub, maybe a seventy two. So I'll take the under. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under too. Ooh, we have an agreement on this. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, next up, May thirty first, my parents or my mom's birthday. Ooh. Okay. Godzilla King of Monsters. <laughs> also your mom's favorite movie. That's right. <laughs> This uh, is another one that Netflix or that uh, Instagram thinks I'm interested in. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, <laughs> if we're looking back at the recent history uh, of Godzilla, American Godzilla movies in mm-hmm. 2014, I don't even remember Godzilla in 2014 got a 75. Godzilla 1998 got a 16. Um, I was trying to think what's the closest recent like comp from last year, and I thought I thought of like the Meg maybe. Yeah. Mm, you know that yeah, got a 46, yeah. so I'm putting this at a 45. I actually. I have no interest in Godzilla, so I, I'm probably mm. showing my bias a little bit here, but I'm guessing this is going to be in that sort of Meg, Rampage, Skyscraper range of, like, right mm-hmm. around 50. So I'm going to go under that and mm. put it at 45. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an under, and I'm going to once again say that this is this is not a hard under. This is uh, – I, I – I, I think it's going to be bad, and I think the critics are. I, it's one of those movies. I think critics are going to walk out saying this movie doesn't need to exist. Right, um, mm-hmm. and I I think that's probably true. Um, but I don't know that they're going to. Again, I don't think it's going to be the emoji movie. It's not going to be a zero or right. whatever the emoji movie ended up with. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely going under. I actually saw a trailer for this, and here's my question: This is a moist bucket of CGI. Mm-hmm. Yes. If it, if you got that going for it, if that's what if that's what this is, why is it so dark? It's 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 got like Dark Knight Rises level of like dimly lit settings. Mm-hmm. If you got CGI, why do you need to do that? Like, don't make it hard to watch. Because I think it you can still CGI is still not perfect. So if you make it dark, you can hide the seams a little bit better. <laughs> okay. Because because if you're looking at a giant Godzilla monster mm-hmm. in that's well lit, it's you realize. This okay. doesn't look you can, that real. You can see the strength. It's like watching them ride dragons on Game of Thrones, and if you look close enough, you're like, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> and I'm used to seeing real people ride real dragons. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. spoiled in that way. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the ender on this, too. All right. Uh, next up, we're finally into June. June 6th, the movie called Late Night. Are you familiar with this? A late-night talk show host suspects that she may soon be losing her long-running show starring Emma Thompson. This is written by Mindy mm. Kaling. Mm. Um, so this oh. is... This is one of the uh, kind of, uh, as people are doing their summer movie things, this is one that people are pointing to that they, they think uh, is, is going to go really well. I'm putting this mm-hmm. at an 80. 
Oh, wow. okay. Uh, boy, I based on what you've just read off to us, mm-hmm. I don't see anything for uh, the over twenty five crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I mean, that this is going to be a nice palate cleanser, middle of the summer. Yeah, I'll take the over on an All eighty right. for sure. Uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely going over as well. Okay. Um, at, uh, yeah, I mean, especially, uh, you know, uh, I know Mindy Kaling has had a couple of flops, but she's generally pretty good. Mm-hmm. So this seems, she yeah. seems like a credit to whatever she's going to be on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And she's both in it and wrote it. So, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's an especially right. high plus. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the, uh, the comic books, Chris. On June 7th, we have Dark Phoenix, which is... Uh, an X-Men movie? Yes, I think. it is. Okay. Uh, so Featuring I, Sansa. Yeah, yeah. Sansa Stark. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Sophie Turner, Nicholas Holt, James McAvoy, amongst others. How angry is Jennifer Lawrence that she still has to be uh, Mystique at this point? I don't even know what that is. I, I, this is not my world. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Do you want a rundown of all the X-Men um, Rotten Tomato scores? Well, one order? of the things, think about, like, does she have to? Is, do you think she's yeah, bound contractually by contract? She ha- I think she signed. Oh, really? Because uh, she actually was an X-Man before she was Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Hmm. And I think she must have signed like some kind of six-picture deal or something like okay. that. So, so here's a rundown starting in, in 2000 with all, for all the X-Men movies. I'm not going to read all the titles, but just the Rotten Tomato score. So it goes in order like this. 81. 85, 58, 37, 86, 90, 47. Okay. I'm putting this at 55. <sighs> Here's my problem with this. I don't know anything about the movie. I haven't seen a trailer. But I know the Dark Phoenix saga because X-Men are some of my favorite comic books characters. They've already done this once. It was essentially the plot of, of the third X-Men movie that Brian Singer did. That would be Last Stand? Yes, that's correct. What did Last Stand get? A 58. So the question is, can they do it better and, at the same time, doing it second? And I think the answer to that is no. Mm. Uh, to be fair, though, that was 13 years ago. Correct. So how, how long is our memory anymore? I just... This is a hard story to tell well. You're basically taking a good character, spinning them out of control, and then seeing if, you know, like the interiority of these larger-than-life characters is more interesting than the exterior, and I just don't think that's true. Okay. So I'm – what did you say? I said 55. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. Are you a hard under or just – No, I I think this will probably end up kind of where Age of Apocalypse was. Okay. Which was 47. Yes. Ah, boy. That that is uh I I I I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over on that. Um The X-Men I think have mostly had hits here recently, well, except for the the what well, the most recent one was like a 46, right or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um but oh, yeah. they they they're about 50-50 either kind of 30s yeah. 40s or like 70s 80s, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take the over. I okay. I think this one will be a hit. All right, uh, as we move to June 14th, Men in Black International. So this is a, a, a kind of reboot of the Men in Black franchise mm-hmm. with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Liam Neeson's in it. I presume he's yes. a bad guy. Uh, uh, no. Oh, he's not. Okay. I've actually seen a trailer for this one. Okay. I've seen a trailer for You it. guys are acting like that's somehow cheating. It's not cheating to know about oh, okay. the movie. Uh, so the previous Men in Black movies, 1997, got a 92. Mm-hmm. In 2002, a 39. In 2012, a 68. Wow, um, <laughs> I'm less excited about this than I, than maybe some folks are. I've been this as a 65, um, just kind of meh. Is it me or you? Uh, it doesn't matter. 
I yeah, I also saw trailer trailer for this. Um, I I think I so I, what I'm wondering about is how well does sort of the more slapstick um, sci-fi continue to play? I mean, it feels like we've had that, and I'm just not sure that the new cast of characters necessarily makes it anything exciting anymore. I mean, it seems like it seems like we did this and we did this maybe with even more fun and funny people. And so I'm not sure that n- a new cast of characters brightens it up enough to make it interesting. I'm going to take the under. Okay. I'm aspirational with this movie. I want this movie to do well. Do you like Men in Black? I mean, are you I I kind of like Men in Black. I don't I'm not heavily invested emotionally, but it's a kind of a delightful story. I kind of like the premise of it. Uh, and here's the thing. I think Tessa Thompson is delightful. Mm-hmm. I just I, I just find her magnetic on screen. I don't think this is the right role for her. And Hemsworth really was a wet fish in <laughs> the Ghostbusters reboot. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, which I also found, I found fun. I thought Kate McKinnon was great in that. And I thought that movie was, 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 was really fun. He actually brought the movie down and mm. playing this kind of dopey mm. sidekick character. And I don't know that he could do a lot better here. So I'm going to take the under two, but I wish I wish I wasn't. I hope this movie does well. All right. Uh, okay, now we're up to June 21st. This is the highest number I'm putting on the board. Okay. Oh, Ooh, wow. right here it up here. Oh, wow. All right. I'm sitting okay. upright. Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. So I don't need the to. The Death Star. I don't know if I need to read the description, <laughs> uh, but the previous Toy Story movies, 1995, 100. 1999, 100. Wow. 2010, 98. Now, if you look back at and, the... And by the way, that's bogus. That movie's amazing. Right. That should be 100 also. Right. Uh, so if we look back yeah. at the six previous Pixar movies, uh, going back to 2015, Inside Out got a 98. The Good Dinosaur, which everyone wants to forget, <laughs> got a 76. So their bad movie got a 76. Um, Finding Dory got a 94. Cars 3 got a 70. Coco got a 97. Incredibles 2 got a 94. If you want to take the over, I'm making you go over 95 on this. Boo! Which would be lower than any other Toy Story movie, but it is the fourth one. Right I now, see. they have they've, they've they've taken their time here. I mean, they've taken nine years to make this, uh-huh. you know, to decide to make this. So that could be a sign that they waited until they had something they thought was worthy of this. Yep. So I'm making you go over ninety five if you want the over. Uh oh no, sorry, I think it's your turn. Yeah, go for it. Toy Story three ends perfectly, and I have seen a lot of bros online say that this movie shouldn't exist because Toy Story 3 ends so well. It's like if if Frodo came back from across the <laughs> ocean and said, you know what, we should go back to Mordor <laughs> and see if we can fish that ring out of the lava. Smash cut to get the gang back together montage. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that said, nine years, this movie didn't have to exist. I bet this is a gem, and I will take the over on a 95. All right, Mitch, you want to join him in that? I, I, I very much agree with pretty much all of the logic I just heard there. I, I also am going to take the over. Um, when I, I And I will be honest, in, in I, so a couple of the previews have actually looked nice. The more recent, so I, I've, I've seen three or four previews for this, I don't know. But the first couple of previews I saw made me really skeptical. Those two, like, carnival bird characters or whatever, mm-hmm. I felt were just dumb mm-hmm. um, and that seemed like if that's what this movie is going to be then this is going to bring down the whole franchise um, but uh, uh, but the more recent previews I've seen seem like 
yeah, they, they probably have a good idea. So, yeah, I'm going to go the over. Okay, so that comes out on June 21st. Also coming out on June 21st, we have another Toy Story, which is a reboot of Child's Play. Oh, good Lord, why? <laughs> <laughs> so did, did, do you want to guess how many Child's Play movies there are? Yes, I do. I want to get. I want to bet prior to this one, not yeah, counting yeah, this not one. not counting this one. There have been five. Mitch? I have no idea. It's a number. Uh seven there are seven Aha! wow <laughs> so here here's a rundown of their rotten tomato scores 67 44 29 46 33 76 77 wait how are there good child's play because movies? because now i'm not an expert on this but i, I did a little bit of research because I, I really wanted to hit this number yeah uh and as they got into the later ones i think the cult of chucky and the something else of chucky like they got campier and again they knew Mm. what they were Mm. in a kind of way so they got like um meta deeply deeply meta right this is this is actually i I think a real kind of reboot it's the cast is interesting on this um so it's not the meryl streep it's not the same chucky (laughs) from from the pre how the other one was the same doll this is a little bit redesigned doll um which looks conspicuously like woody from toy story So, so in this movie, uh, the the mother who plays a, a presumably a big role is Aubrey Plaza, who I like. She's oh. weird. Yeah, she's in a horror real movie weird. though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Hamill. I don't know if he's just doing a voice or if he's actually in it. And uh, I bet he's voice work. A guy that yeah. I love, Brian Tyree Henry, is in this as well. Uh, if you're a fan of it, weird. Yeah, I'm putting this at a 77. So I'm putting it at oh. what the other one oh. was. It's it's also produced by the same folks oh, who produced man. it. Which got an eighty-five, so I'm yeah. I'm dialing back from that. But uh, I think I might be too high on this. But I'm, yeah. I'm but yeah. This is one I thought a lot you about. The first uh, crack at this. No, yeah, that's that's tough. I, so, especially hearing the the actors there, that makes me think. I, I could. I mean, Audra Plaza is sort of she is screaming to be, you know, in a horror movie mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so, and I will say the production looks really nice. It doesn't look. Yeah. Crappy and, and cheesy, like it looks. She's cool. fantastic in Legion. Yeah, I will take um, your word for that. Okay, yeah. save it for your Legion pod. <laughs> oh, if I could do a Legion pod, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Uh, so, would you say 76? 77. Right? 77. Oh. um, I, I I will take the over. I will take the over on this. Chris, I'm feeling under for oh, you. Oh, real uh, real under. All right. I just mm, no. Okay. Uh, next up, this is uh, premiering June 28th. This is uh, a movie from director Danny Boyle. Okay. I don't know anything about this, but the concept is really interesting. Uh, so the movie is called Yesterday. Have you heard of this movie? Uh, a struggling musician realizes Paul McCartney. he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles. So, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. No, so so, so it's, it's this guy who's a, a musician, and all of a sudden he wakes up one day and the Beatles don't exist, but he knows all of their music. Okay. And then, like, so he so he is can, his name Brand Stark. No. <laughs> okay. But that so like it's an interesting. Uh, I think the the concept is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kate McKinnon's in it. James Corden is in it. Um, a couple other people. Who's I don't know. starring? Uh, the star is not somebody who is familiar to me. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, but I don't know anything about this. But I thought the idea was like that's a a high concept, interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, plus, you have the music of the Beatles in it. Yep. So you know that's uh, maybe a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know what to do with it, so I just put it at a 75. Like, good, but I don't know enough to know, like, is this, like, going to be a darling of a movie or is it going to be 
a bunch of Beatles covers and not that great. So I just threw it at a 75. I just wanted to have this idea out there because it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, boy. Um, I also don't have a good feel one way or the other on this one at all. Uh, I, I agree it sounds like it might be interesting. Um, I, 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 and Danny Boyle makes good movies yeah, by I'm, large. I'm, I'm going I'm to step large. out on the on limb here and say I'm going to take Apparently he can't make over. a Bond movie. Right. I'm going to take the over on it. Um, okay. It just it yeah because and part of it is too. I mean I'm always sort of partial to the to the films that aren't superhero slash comic book slash mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, sci-fi classic comic because I mean the critics are always hungry for those and so this seems mm-hmm. like that might be one that one that does well there. Sure, Chris. You made a case. I was going to go under, but I think you're right. I think the superhero fatigue and probably at this point toy story fatigue mm-hmm. will be entrancing to people here. I, yeah i think you're right i'll take the over on this too okay uh speaking of superhero fatigue on july <laughs> 1st spider-man far from home before we get mm. to this chris yeah. mm-hmm. can you tell me why spider-man is a hyphenated name but like batman is not uh <laughs> no i have no okay. idea <laughs> i just noticed it's hyphenated and and, I, and i've seen it multiple times today in different places and it definitely is hyphenated so, hmm. so that was interesting although I, I will say that one of my consistent running gags with my four-year-old son is to refer to spider-man as spitterman mm-hmm. as if it's like some guy's last name like, right. like ralph spitterman right um, but it would be a hyphenated last name like ralph spitter man yeah <laughs> um so uh spider-man far from home comes out on july 1st uh, this is with Tom Holland again. Yep. It's kind of interesting. This is the first Marvel movie post-Endgame. Yep. I don't know where it fits in the timeline. Does it fit post-Endgame in the timeline? Or I, I, I've seen a trailer for this, and um, uh, Nick Fury is in it. So I don't know what that means because I have not seen Endgame. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I think it's after Endgame in terms of timeline. Okay. Um, so, oh, Spider-Man: Homecoming got a 92. Mm-hmm. I just dialed that back. That movie to, was fun. I dialed that back yeah, to an 86. Um, and you can go under that if you would like. I think you're up first. Yeah, I think Chris. you're up first. Uh, I, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm, uh-huh. I, I, I really like Tom Holland in this role, and I think. Um, they did something really neat with uh, with Homecoming. They basically made it into a John Hughes movie, superhero movie, mm-hmm. and I think there's a real chance that they do that again. Okay, I, I would agree with that. Even though I think everybody, I mean, so uh, so speaking as somebody who's experienced a lot of superhero fatigue, I mean to the point that I haven't seen the last two Avengers movies. Um, I did see Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I liked it a lot. And I think. Uh, I think that feeling is probably uh, not that I'm uh, the equivalent of the critics, but I think that feeling is probably somewhat shared by the critics. That if they do this franchise right, it sits outside of yeah. all of the big, you know, massive explosion superheroiness. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, we have The Lion King, July 19th. So this is starring. Um, lots and lots of people, among them uh, Donald Glover, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Beyonce, James Earl Jones, Seth Rogen, Billy Eichner. Um, lots and lots and lots of people. So this is the other big... Wait, Billy Eichner's for sure like Timon or Pumbaa, right? Yeah, Rog- the... Rogan and Eichner are Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Okay. Um, John Oliver. John Oliver's in it as well, yes. Playing what? The bird. The bird. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. He uh, looks like the bird. He does, <laughs> and he would tell you that. Uh, so this is the... I think this is going to be the loved... Um, 
of the uh, Disney live-action remakes. It's also animal-focused as opposed to uh, Aladdin, which is people-focused. People, focused. yeah. Um, it's directed by John Favreau, who also directed The Jungle Book, which had a 95. Mm. And directed Iron Man. Yes. Um, so I'm putting this at an 88. I actually think this one, I think there's going to be a lot of tough. why is Disney making yeah. these live-action things and then Lion King's going to land. I think Lion King is is more beloved than Aladdin. I think people like the music better. I think it's there a lot of those things. Uh, I think, and then you have your people who are fans of Donald Glover, people who are fans mm-hmm. of Beyonce, like like also propping this up as well. I think this is actually going to be a pretty big movie. So I'm putting this at an 88. Am I up or you up? Uh, I think it's, I, it's uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I agree with all of that. I um. I think especially given the star power behind it, um, and I imagine uh, that that will even that even that in itself is going to lend some, a little bit more subtlety to this movie. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go over. I think I think it's gonna I think even the critics, despite themselves, are probably gonna probably gonna like it. If I knew for sure that Donald Glover was gonna come out. Or Donald Glover's character um, is going to come was going to come out shirtless singing "This Is the Serengeti," <laughs> mm-hmm. then for sure I'd take the over. But I think I'm still taking the over. All yeah, right, this, look, this this that um, I don't love the Lion King, and I think I'd see this movie. This yeah. sounds cool. All right, uh, we're up. We have now approached my Dunkirk. So this is the second mm-hmm. highest number I'm going to put up there. Okay, um, which is a little movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This mm. is the tenth Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm. Uh, The description reads, a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles. So Margot Robbie plays uh, Sharon Tate. You have Brad Pitt. You have Leonardo DiCaprio. You have a a pretty, pretty impressive cast. Um, just a quick, I'm just going to read the numbers here. These are the numbers for the nine Tarantino movies in order. 91, 92, 87, 84, 84. 65, 88, 86, 74. Um, this is this is his departure from. Mo- I mean, so his last his last three movies were Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. which are all kind of in a particular direction. This is a mm. he, he's now breaking out of that and doing something else. I think this yeah. is the movie he's wanted to make for a long time. Um, I'm putting this at ninety, um, and I'm I'm daring you to go under. I, mm. I think I think this is a. This is going to be one of the this. I mean, literally, this fills the spot that Dunkirk filled for me two years ago, where it's like a director whose movies I really like making a movie I'm really interested in with a really good cast. Mm. So, yeah, Chris, Sam, this is one of those. I'm going to either feel real dumb or <laughs> I'm, I'm going to feel both dumb and bad. Or I'm, I'm, okay, let me let me rephrase this. There's a I'm going to hedge my bets here because I either want to feel good and dumb. Or bad and smart, mm-hmm. and he and um, I'm taking the under. Oh, okay. I just uh, Tarantino, especially with a big name cast, can get bloated, mm-hmm. and we saw that with Hateful Eight. I think this is more like <laughs> it is 165 minutes, <laughs> so it's long. Yep, I think this could be a Hateful Eight in Hollywood. All right, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm taking the under. Uh, um. You put it at ninety. Mm-hmm. He's only had two movies over ninety, so it's right. th- that's a, that's an ambitious number for me. Right, right. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is real good at making movies. I know that's 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 actually the trick for me is I, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go yes, over. Got I know, I know. 
All right. Uh, now, would either of you like to see this movie with me this summer? I'm, this, I would like, absolutely this is, see this. Of movie the with things you. we've talked about, this is the definitely going to the theaters mm. to see. I will. For, I will definitely see this movie with you. All right. Uh, next up, we have a movie. I'm just going to read the description here. It says, "Based on a Tom Stoppard play about a time-bending epistolary debate." about human nature between George Bernard Shaw and Thomas Hobbes. It is Fast and the Furious presents Hobbes and Shaw. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to laugh. One of my jokes got to laugh. Like, that was amazing. All right. Uh, yeah. So this. So you want to run down to the Fast and the Furious movies? Do, do I don't you, really think No, no. I mean, about, about their Rotten Tomato scores. It's actually interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. what kind of Rotten Tomato scores do you think Fast and the Furious movies get? I bet they're better than I think they are. Yes. So, so throw out a number that you think is kind of the right. I bet. I bet. Most of them are above 72. Does that sound kind of where you think? Yeah, I think the last couple have actually done okay, if I remember okay. right. I mean, like like maybe even in the 80s. <clears throat> so I think that you have a um, a weird ringer bias about this. Here Quite are, possibly. Here are the numbers. So from starting in 2001, 63, 36, 38, 29, 77, 70, 81, 67. Okay. So they're not great. No. Now, people love them. Right. In the same way people love John Wick. Now, John Wick actually has gotten high scores. Uh, the top Fast and the Furious movie was in 81. This doesn't have uh, Dom Toretto in it. I've never seen any of these movies, but I've heard a lot about them. Doesn't <laughs> that have, would be Vin Diesel. That's right. Um, so I'm putting this at a 63, actually. I, I don't, I'm not saying people aren't going to go and people aren't going to mm-hmm. love it, but I don't know that critics are going to love it. Mm-hmm. So, so this is The Rock and Jason Statham, correct? Right? Yep. You also have uh, Idris Elba. Uh, among others in there. yeah. I, I don't know anything about these movies. Like, I've never seen um, one of these movies. I, so, I, so actually, uh, you haven't seen it. So, I have seen the first one, I believe. Okay. Um, and the reason I saw it, this is a wonderful, delightful little uh, thing, is that basically our, I can't remember why, but our driver's ed teacher, we got to pick <laughs> a movie. So, guess what? We watched Fast and the Furious as part oh, of Driver's Ed. Because he lived his life one quarter mile at a time? Uh, or? Well, that's better than, let's see, other, worse movies to watch Driver's Ed. Uh, Herbie the Love Bug. Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, Maximum Overdrive. Um, <laughs> yes. Transformers. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine too many movies worse. Mad Max Fury Road? Other than There's those. a lot of cars in that. Yeah, that movie's that's fantastic. Cool. I know. It, you didn't say it, but just like for Driver's Ed. Okay, sure. So, but at any rate, uh, no, and it was, uh, ev- even though I probably didn't have much taste in movies at 16, um, I, that was a really bad movie, even then, even though I, I was probably the target audience um, mm-hmm. as a 16-year-old male. Um, but at any rate... Uh, and I picked the exact same score that that movie got at 63. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I, 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 I'm so prejudiced, and I realize that, but I, I'm going to go under. Anytime you get this secondary title, like Fast and Furious Presents... It's like an evening with or something, you know, like there's this like, <laughs> you know, you want this thing. You're just not that, but it's that adjacent mm-hmm. under. We'll take the under. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, I, f- that is actually the end of, of, of the movie list that I had. So that was 17 okay. movies. I'm pretty proud okay. how much you guys split on movies. That made me feel better about my scores or yep. you're just being nice and splitting on my scores. Either way, it made me feel good. Uh, so what are you most excited about for this summer? H- having heard... Uh, kind of a highlight reel. Now, there's, that's yep. not every movie this summer. It's not every important movie this summer. Tyler Perry is doing nothing this summer. I he? am unfamiliar. With okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, what uh, is there anything you're particularly excited about besides going to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with me? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be basic like this, but I mean, Toy Story Four. Mm-hmm. Will you go see that in the theater? Oh, you see yeah. your kids, so yeah. Yeah, I will for sure see it in the theater, and I'll see it with my kids, and I will watch them watching it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I even though my kid isn't old enough to see it, um, Addie and I will probably almost certainly see it in theaters. I can't imagine it's not. Um, and uh, um, I mean, I, and, and 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 honestly, I like the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not my absolute favorites, um, but I I still like it. I I don't know. I mean, this uh, hearing the rundown actually makes me feel like there's actually not as much to be excited about this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I uh, maybe I'll be surprised. And this, I think, is probably why, once again, um, I just because I haven't seen much that I'm excited about, I'm like really hoping Detective Pikachu is good. <laughs> so you can just keep watching it over and over and over? I, I don't know. Uh, other than that, I mean, The Lion King should be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite. Lion King isn't my favorite Disney. Um, but I think with that cast, it, it'll be fun. And... Um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of looking cool. forward to that too. Sam, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do do you have a re- do you have a release date for Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't. I yeah. I, I, I don't know when that when that's okay. coming. Out. I don't. Did it get pushed back with the? I movies? just I just saw visuals of what the character looked like, right? And it needs to be uh, burned and then buried in a lead line tomb. Right. Well, you've heard that they're redoing that. I hope so. They are. So it's I, terrifying. So I don't know if the production got pushed back. I don't know if, when that was slated to come out. So okay. that didn't yeah. that didn't make it onto my list. Um, that this, might be the villain of Brightburn. There you go. <laughs> that this was uh, this was super fun uh, in in year three here. Wait, wait. Uh, do we do our do we do our Dunkirks? Uh, I did mine once upon a time in America. Or okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Sorry. Uh, do you guys have like a put your flag in the ground movie? Do you have, do you have a feeling about that? Uh, is Pikachu your your Dunkirk? No, I'm not going to make Pikachu the Dunkirk. Um, I, it's got to be either Toy Story or Lion King, I think. Um, okay. Uh, if you take Toy Story, you have to take the over 95 as your as oh, your I did. guarantee. No, as your guarantee, like oh, not just oh, that it's oh, going to oh. be good, but that you're going it's going to be 95 uh, or higher. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that bet. I'm taking the under on Child's Play. Okay, as my Dunkirk. Okay, I'm not 100 percent on that pick. Okay, yeah, I don't know how I feel about my number, but I'm not 100 percent on it. Okay, this has been super fun. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Remember, if you go to um, if you go to the description for this podcast or go to pod, our Podbean site, just search for Live from AC Second. There will be a link under this show description uh, to the poll, so you can go in and put your own over unders in. I will be keeping track of this throughout the summer. Uh, maybe midsummer we can do a little check in to see how we're doing That'd with the funds. So yeah. uh, for Chris Moore and for Mitchell Crum, I'm Sam Mulberry. Uh, it looks like an okay summer at the movies. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> see you guys.